0: Thank you, Pastor Riggett. Everybody said, praise the, praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? I like to feel like I feel when I feel like I feel right now. Yes, sir. Praise God. Amen. Delighted to be here as you turn the familiar text I'll read tonight in Jeremiah, the sixth chapter. But let me say that it is an honor to be in Olathe And uh, first time here, passed by close proximity somewhere. Um, The last little while, Brother Johns and I up here deer hunting. He tried to remember where the church was, and we passed around. And uh, so it's good to finally be here. Amen. We've known the Riggins for several years now. A little longer than 18 years. We met him in uh, Mississippi. And he was, he took a church there. Some call it Powell's Grove. A lot of people call it Powell's Grave. And uh, it is a, a preacher hating church and uh, if you've never been to mississippi you don't know what brother riggan and i know about about those kind of things but uh, we met him and fell in love with them and uh, enjoyed his ministry what little time he was there and could come but uh, they're great christians and we appreciate the riggins and uh, brother riggins is a great bible teacher and preacher So I understand um, kind of the pressure that's here tonight. And uh, so I'm just going to tell you up front, if um, you think you're going to even get anything close to that, then you can forget it. I'm just a country boy that hadn't been to Bible school, don't know how to preach, but I do know how to come to the pulpit with a word from the Lord. And uh, that's what I'm going to try to do. I've made my mind up. I didn't come here to preach sermons that I've already prepared. Early this morning, I told the Lord, I want to help this church. I want to help this pastor. If I could have been a help to him 19, 20 years ago, I wished I'd have been in the condition that I could have helped him. But uh, this is payback, I hope. I can help your pastor and help you, and so early this morning the Lord gave me a message and began to talk to my heart. So I'm not here to preach something new or something that I haven't pre. I haven't preached this. That's why I was late tonight. I got in about three thirty. I rushed up to the room and uh, just threw th- things around. and And uh, I had spent the day traveling and uh, have an older iPad that I kept and. I'm sure the other motorists weren't real happy with me. And uh, I was expecting to get... In fact, I went through a construction zone, and it was 45. And I looked down, the highway patrolman was coming just as I was exiting. And I was doing 60. And I told the Lord, I said, I need your help. (laughs) You're partly to blame for this. (laughs) I don't know if that was smart to say or not, but it worked. It worked. It worked, so we're just glad to be here. Thank God for the the church, for the comfortable room, and the basket. We just feel like somebody special. Praise the Lord! Good to see the Tolsteds with us. We hadn't seen them in a few years. I'm glad to see them. We met them, and they come preach for us, and so it's good to see them again. Looking forward to what God's going to do in these services. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah, the sixth chapter. Thus saith the Lord, verse 16, Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? Walk therein. And you shall find rest for your souls. And they said, We will not walk therein. Also, I set a watchman over you saying hearken to the sound of the trumpet but they said we will not hearken praise god i want to talk to you tonight about the old past. praise god can we just love the lord ask the lord to help us god we need your help tonight we want to blend together with our hearts and our minds i pray god that you'd help your people i pray that you'd help my mind and my heart tonight. I want to give to this church what you have put on my heart and in my spirit. I want to be a help. And God, I pray that you'd help us tonight. I pray, Lord, that you would bind every spirit that would come to resist or oppose your word. Let there be liberty. Let something happen in this church, God, that you want and you desire to be birthed in this place. God, I praise you, and I worship you, and I thank you. I give you honor in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's love him. Let's let's give God some praise right now. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. If you'll help me preach, you may be seated. The tragedy of the text, as it appears to me, is the gift that God gave to the church was being rejected. He had given to them the sole source of their access to redemption, but they refused to hearken. It's a rare commodity. In their day, that a watchman could not be bought or bribed. A watchman that when he opened his mouth, it was a clear, concise, and certain sound. Unlike many of the predecessors before, these people were blessed to have a true watchman. What was so valuable about this watchman was the fact that he didn't deliver a message that was born of his own will it wasn't something that was born out of a private interpretation but this watchman kept company with men of god and had they been of a different mindset this people could have had the same testimony that was written in second peter the first chapter Said that we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, unto the day, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old time everybody say old time they came not in old time by the will of man but holy men of god spake as they were moved on by the holy ghost when you get the right watchman you have a valued treasure you have a rare commodity even in these dark days i've come to preach a little bit this next few nights on things that had i been preaching this in my pulpit might be a little bit uncomfortable but i am i'm here i believe the lord has sent me for a particular purpose to this church in this hour to let you know some things to give you some word and some direction in the spirit I feel, I feel revival in an undercurrent in this church. I feel, I feel that the the spirit of some may be a little downcast and a little, a little fearful. But I, I believe without a doubt that God has clear direction for you and that the bright days that are in your future are days of revival. Because I'm convinced that what we have is right. What we preach is right. What we stand for is right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. The reason that they didn't like his message, it may be seated. The reason that they rejected in our text his words was because of the content and the spirit. Of his prophecies there are only two classes and classification of messages one that is right and one that is wrong one message that is God inspired and one is of the devil one message that is true and one that is false that's all that's present in our world there's one Lord one faith one message Hallelujah. According to Jesus, there is no middle ground. No man, he said, can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will hold to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and mammon i understand that i'm going to read a lot of texts to you tonight that are familiar but listen to me in the context that the spirit dropped this into my spirit this morning i believe that it is time for us not to just talk about the old past, but to make sure that we are walking IN THE OLD PASS. He preceded that statement Jesus did by saying no man can serve two masters. He'll love one, hate the other, despise one, hold to the other. He preceded that by the passage of laying not up for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and thieves break through to steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through to steal, for where your treasure is there will your heart be also then he makes this statement the light of the body is the eye if therefore thine eye be single thy whole body shall be full of light if your whole eye if your eye be single or if it be steady or if it's devoted to one object not confused not as a person's eyes are when they see double. But if your eye is upon one particular focused object. He said the light, that the body is going to be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness if your eyes be evil meaning if it is diseased or defective an evil eye was a phrase in use among the ancient Jews to denote an envious covetous man or a covetous disposition a man who repined at his neighbor's prosperity loved his own money and would do nothing in the way of charity for God's sake he said if you've got that kind of spirit then you are full of darkness so God gives us watchmen that can look out for us who can watch out for us who can warn us of impending danger because the watchman is able to see he sees things I can't see he sees things as you as a saint know is there you're not aware it's there there's something got to be burned in this church that you trust your man of God above everything you trust in your life well I feel that so let me go after it a little bit you got to trust your man of God he is the most important man in your life Oh, I believe God wants to give you revival, but you're not going to have the revival that is in the Bible, that is biblical, if you don't learn to trust your watchman who is giving you a clear and a certain sound. Anybody can be a hireling. Anybody can check the wind to see whether what he ought to preach and what he ought not to preach. But you got to thank God when God gives you a man that stands in the pulpit without fear or favor and say, I have a word from the Lord for you. You ought to get on your feet and tell him, come on, pastor, preach to me. Whether I like it or not, preach to me. Tell me what I need to do. I want my body to be full of light. There's darkness in some who refuse to walk in the, in the counsel, who refuse to walk in the message of your man of God. God gave you a gift. Paul said apostles and pastors and prophets and evangelists and teachers are a gift to us. For the perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all, come on, stay with me. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ that were henceforth no more tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive we have a watchman that has a word from the Lord every time he steps in his pulpit he's got a word for you from the Lord he's prayed about it he's studied it he's sought it out it's not just a sermon. It's not. I, I know some of you are looking at me and saying, oh, come on. Give us something new. I haven't come to preach something new. I've come to preach about old past. Something's got to be rebirthed within us. Something's got to be renewed within us. My God, I feel anointed that it's easy for you to sit on the pew and get comfortable with the kind of man of God that God has given you. But let me tell you, you better appreciate it and you better tell God, we'll walk in the way. We'll follow. I know I'm coming out of the chute a little fast and I know I'm coming out a little bold but this is all I could feel. This is all God would give me. And, and I didn't come to preach you just a, a repeat of something I have already preached. I can't wait to get home to preach this to my church. I'm telling you there's revival for the church of the living God when we get back to the basics. And we, one of those things is remembering our man of God and what God give us is a gift to us. Yeah. Paul said, Paul said, be your followers of me, even as I am of Christ amplify pattern yourselves he said after me follow my example as I imitate and follow Christ he told the Corinthians thus telling us for though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ yet have you not many fathers for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel wherefore I beseech you be your followers of me not just anybody can be your daddy not just anybody can be your your pastor he said you got many instructors but i am your pastor i am your father listen to what i'm telling you follow me and we'll have revival follow me and we'll build a church Follow me and we'll be victorious over over hell. Follow me and we'll see miracles. Follow me and we'll see the glory of God fall on the church. I rebuke that spirit that's coming against this pulpit. That's telling me, hey, you just don't understand. No, you don't understand. You don't understand my God. We sang about it. My God is able. My God is able. said so i urge and implore you be ye imitators of me follow your pastor anybody feel the holy ghost follow your man of god imitate your pastor don't get tired of him don't get fed up with him don't get angry at him The value, and the reason is found also in our text. I'm going to make you think here a little bit, but because the message was, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Wherein is the good way, and walk therein, and you shall find rest for your soul." often refer to this text when attempting to justify our holiness stands we quote it when there's some important point that we're trying to make about what we believe and why we believe it but I fear that we're missing the real meaning of what the Lord was speaking as I sat this morning and God dropped this into my heart and the text, the Lord said it was not the path that was man-made. But there seems to be a message here that what God desires from his people is to stand in the way and see and then ask for the old paths. It is as if we're traveling and we get to a fork in the road. And we're not sure which way we need to go. And so we wait. We stand there in the way. And we wait for somebody coming along that's been where we need to go. And we're asking them, hey, can you tell me what direction I need to go in? Can you tell me what path I need to follow? Now, this is just a little thought, and I'll, I'll say it and skip over it. But there, there's two people that we follow and get direction from. The first are backsliders that know where we need to go, but they don't want to pay the price. When they say something to you and they say, ah, I don't want nothing to do with it, you you mark it down. Wherever their direction they're coming from is a direction you need to head in. Don't go with them in their direction, but head in the direction, but they're coming the right way. They're coming backwards the right way. Just take off in the direction. Whatever they tell you, I ain't going to do. You just start doing it. Whatever they tell you, I'm not interested in doing it. You just start doing it and see if there's something. If I've ever felt God speak to me, I'm telling somebody, you need to quit listening to the backsliders and let them influence you. You need to start doing what they're telling you they won't do. Ah, there ain't no man going to tell me what to do. You need to look at him in the eye and say, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to do everything my preacher tells me to do. They tell you they ain't going to come to church and shout and dance and act like that. You tell them, the next service, I'm going to, just in your honor, I'm going to shout and dance on your behalf. I don't want your spirit. I don't want your attitude. Only then, when we find direction, do we proceed. Just, just stay with me. We, we proceed on our journey so that we can arrive at our desired destination because our soul our soul needs rest and it can only find it by walking in the old path the one that's trodden by saints from the beginning it is the old way the way of faith it is the way of holiness it's important that we walk the right path our eternal destination rests upon that perhaps Even other family members are counting on us, finding that old path and walking in it. Finding that old path and getting in it and saying, I'm walking it all the way to glory. I know what you're thinking. Well, well, preacher, we're on the old path. I I don't think any of us are where we need to be in the old path. Let me preach to you, will you? I don't think any. We we talk about the old paths, but we got in our minds the wrong concept of what the old path is. So, we're looking for old paths. What exactly are we looking for? Because everything is relative to our age. Thus becomes in our own interpretation old. But what is old to us was brand new to them. Well, praise the Lord. And what was old to them was brand new to the previous generation. So we stand, and the only sight we have of old past is those of us that have been raised in the church, not just turned 50 and I can reach back to the 60s and the old pass is in my mind the kind of building we had well praise the Lord the kind of PA equipment we had Uh, whether there was carpet or not we didn't have carpet those days the best the best we could do in carpet was a center aisle carpet the rest of it was wood floors The kind of instruments we had that's old pass and we refer pastor riggins to it and we say ah we're asking for the old pass and somehow in our minds we go back a few years and we say if that's the old pass but that's not the old pass the old pass is not instruments or buildings it's not pa equipment or the lack thereof of technology that's not what he's talking about. He said, "I want you to get the old path wherein is the good way. The old path can be traced all the way back to the very beginning. You've got to find the old path that supersede a generation." It's got to be more than a brush harbor or a tent revival. The old path is not barbaric conditions. The old path is referring more to things like the doctrine, things like holiness. Things that can be transferred from generation to generation and make it all the way from the beginning to 2014 without losing anything, without losing a fervor of God, without losing the spirit of God. I'm proud of hearing the stories about how God moved in the brush harbors and the tent revival and we look around and he's not doing it now it's not because we need to erect a tent on the property that's not going to solve the problem It's not that we unplug all the electric instruments and have a piano and an accordion and a banjo and a box guitar. That's not going to bring the old past. That's not what he's talking about. We got to get back to the old doctrines. We got to get back to our attitude and our desire being right and being in love with this old time gospel. Well, this may hurt a little bit, but I'm telling you, it ain't in this church like it ought to be. No, no, no. Come on. Come on. A love for the truth, a love for old past, it's not in you like it ought to be. On, well, you go ahead and sit on me now, but I'm going to preach. I'm already in, I've already feel, And and, 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 and this is a reason, because if the beat's not right, you can't get with it. If the song ain't fast enough, you can't worship God. You need to get in the old past. You can sing amazing grace, how sweet the sound, and something get a hold of you. You don't have to have a particular beat to shout and to dance. You don't even have to have music. That's the old time religion. Reason they had some of the things they had is because they knew how to pray. They knew how to stay with it. 24-hour prayer change. You remember those? An hour at a time coming by the church at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and saying, I'm going to pray. I'm not here to sleep. I'm here to pray. Why? We want revival. We're asking for the old past. It still takes prayer and fasting to have revival this kind cometh not out Jesus said but by prayer and fasting that's why we're picking and choosing what victories we're going to have but wouldn't you like to have a victory and a revival that would sweep this town that would fill this church up oh boy huh I'm not in a church that don't believe in evangelism, am I? I'm not in a church that don't believe in Bible studies, am I? You want this house filled, don't you? Wouldn't you like to have to put chairs out? Wouldn't you like to have standing room only? Wouldn't you like for the glory of God to be in this place? Well, we got to have more than just good music to have it. we got to have more than a good preacher to have it. we got to have a move and a demonstration of the Spirit of God. And that comes when the saints of God get back on their face and back on their knees and have a desire to see the glory of God. Woo! Hallelujah. Ah, I figured I'd, I'd meet this resistance. I figured I'd meet this spirit. But I'm telling you, I'm here today. I'm here this whole entire weekend to see something break in Olathe. I'm here to see something snap snapping here. The devil's a liar. The devil's been selling you a bill of goods that don't belong in your mind. It don't belong in your heart. There's revival here. I felt it when I drove down the interstate. There's revival in this community. There's souls that are waiting. Come on, let's praise him here a minute. Let's praise him. Ooh. It's possible. It's possible. You may be seated that we're not walking completely, if at all, in the old past. Praise the Lord. I've lived long enough to know, and I've heard enough of this kind of preaching, conviction preaching, make you get on your face preaching. But we're we're hung up on things these days. Come on, get, give give me a little give me a little positive message, and I, and I hope before Sunday night's over to be positive. But give me, a little, give me a little story and give me a little illustration that'll make me feel good and make me run the aisles. And so we run the aisles and, and we've got young people that fornicate when they get through with service. We got we got adultery running rampant. Boy, I feel I feel a resistance here. We got adultery running rampant like we've never had it before. We've got we've got spirits running loose when people are dancing and shouting. I'm telling you, old past, old time religion will make you make you spit right. It'll make you walk right. It'll make you talk right. Well I'm, I'm just I'm just checking right here. There has to be an explanation as to why the church is in the condition that it's in. The old path has nothing to do with buildings or technology. Has nothing to do, although some want to make it thus, it has nothing to do with the kind of instruments. Well, praise the Lord. Has nothing to do with how the instrument is played
1: <laughs>
0: well praise the lord a bass player can thump and pluck and it'd be all right boy it's quiet now ain't it here i go a guitar player don't have to strum and chord he can pick Play a little lead. Just as long as it's decent and in order. (laughs) Well, glory. Do I need to come down there with you? We want to make issues out of things that are really not the issue. We want to make issues out of technology. Well, praise the Lord. So some say bless God we don't need cell phones but the cell phone getting rid of the cell phone ain't going to put you on the old path my God getting rid of an iPad ain't going to put you on the old path not having the internet ain't going to put you on the old path has nothing to do with the old path and thus we're missing it in Pentecost because we can go back and think in our mind what's old. And for him, old is not near as old as it is for me and you. And old to me and him is not near as old as it is to somebody that was born in the 20s or 30s. And so if that is our measuring stick, then the old pass becomes variable it becomes relative to the age of who's trying to get in the old path but there's got to be something more to this scripture text I want the old path where it is a good way it's got to be something more than just you and I's idea of what is old that's the reason for the watchman God uses the watchman to bring about salvation and then spiritual maturity. Solomon said, remove not the ancient, not just old, the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. I'm going to go beyond what you can remember. I'm going to go beyond what you know, and I'm going to tell you those ancient landmarks, the beginning landmarks, the ones that are set in the very beginning, don't remove them. Lord, y'all still with me? Old paths mean the original paths, the basics. You can find it in the commandments. God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt and the house of bondage. And there he goes. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make any graven image. Thou shalt not bow thyself down to them nor serve them. And he goes on and gives us the Ten Commandments, the beginning, the original. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. And he lays down a path. And he says, listen to this. When, when he, when he gave this, all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet, the voice and the mountain smoking and when the people saw it they removed and they stood afar off they said to moses speak thou with us and we will hear you see the attitude moses talk to us moses tell us and we'll listen we want to do it right we don't want to die we don't want to perish moses said fear not For God has come to prove you that His fear may be before your faces that you sin not. The power of the commandments. No wonder they're trying to remove them out of our uh, courthouses and out of our schools and out of society. There is power in the commandments. Come on, folks. There's power in the "Thou shalt" and the "Thou shalt." All ten of them, and and the others that "Thou shalt" and "Thou shalt" not to the recording. There's power in that. They keep you in line. They keep you living right. Somebody said, "Well, that Old Testament is not for us." I beg to differ with you. It's the old path. Where is the good way? That's why our churches are getting in the mess they're getting in. Because they're adapting things that are contrary to the old past. They're dressing in ways that's contrary to the precepts that are in the old past. They're saying things and doing things and going places and looking at things that are contrary to the old path. Come on, there's no in between. You're either on or you're off of it. You're either in the old path or you're not. I'm preaching to some that are not in it. I'm preaching to some that brag. Ah, we want the old past. Do you really? If you want the old past, I think it's time to start seeking it out. I think it's time to get yourself motivated and say, God, I've got to come in line with those commandments. Old Testament or not. You jump to the New Testament. What does it say about the law? It said the law is our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ not an old message just new methods but all in all a fulfillment of the law jesus said think not that i am come to destroy the law or the prophets i am not come to destroy but to fulfill for verily i say unto you till heaven and earth pass one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled i'm here it's new it's a different message that appears it's a method that you're not used to but don't think that i've come to destroy the law i've come to fulfill it it's going to bring you to christ as far back as some of you can remember you brag about this and you brag about this genealogy and you brag about who's in your past but he said i'm telling you you got to go all the way back to the very beginning and you got to grab a hold of the law and say that's what i'm going to live that's what i'm going to embrace not just what grandma did it's not just what grandpa did It's what they did in the very beginning. It's what they did in the original path. Whosoever, Jesus says, shall break one of these of the least commandments. And shall teach men so, he shall be called the least of the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them the same shall be great in the kingdom of heaven. Did you hear him? He said, I'm not doing away with it and whoever tries to do away with it and teaches people not to he said they're the least of the kingdom but he that does it and leads people and teaches him to obey the law he said they're great in the kingdom i say unto you accept your righteousness here it is shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the pharisees you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven if it's not nothing but just a bunch of rules and regulations And that's all your concept of old paths is, he said, you're not gonna do anything in the kingdom of God. It's gotta be something more than just a bunch of rules and regulations. Because as each generation passes, the rules are gonna change. My God. That's That's the truth. Uh, Am I all right? Yeah, we we got new stuff coming around all the time. We're being handed stuff. And as soon as it comes out, pastor, somebody wants to jump up and say, bless God, we don't need that. Well, if that's Holy Ghost based, if your reasoning is spirit based, I'm good with that. But if it's because it's something new, I have a problem with that. They don't like some of the songs we sing. Well, they're new now, but if God tarries 50 years, that generation is going to be singing them like we sing Amazing Grace. And they're going to be strutting around saying, We're asking for the old pass. You ain't doing it. You're just living in this one. If you want the old pass, you've got to go back to the original if you want the old pass if you want to get technical about it put up all this stuff get the tambourine and the harp out but it's not the instrument it's not the method it's not the PA or the church building thank God for a beautiful building like this that's not what's killing revival the air blowing code ain't killing revival the padded pews aren't killing revival. If you're too lazy to get up off of them to shout and dance and, and help the preacher, then you're. it won't matter what you're sitting on. You're still going to be lazy. Boy, oh, oh, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little frisky now. I'm a, I won't warn you. It may get a little barbaric here, but 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 something has got to happen to you as an individual that you can't let this spirit that got a hold of them get a hold of you. You got to let something get a hold of you that says whatever I need to do, whatever it takes. I got to be saved. My family's got to be saved. You won't come to church and sit out on the pew and be complacent if your desire is to be right with God. If your desire is to please him, you're going to make sure everything you do pleases God. I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill it. So don't reject me because it appears that I'm something new on the scene. You can trace this all the way back to the law. You can trace this all the way back to the beginning. The original path. One of them is a lawyer came and asked him a question. Said, Master, which is a great commandment in the law? He said, thou shalt love The Lord thy God with all thy heart, don't miss it, with all of thy soul and with all thy mind. He said, This is the first and great commandment. They're always trying to trick him, always trying to catch him. What is the command? What is the great commandment? Love the Lord thy God. With all of thy heart. The soul and the mind. And he said, the second's just like it. You got to love your neighbor as yourself. Woo hallelujah. And then he said this. On these two commandments, and all of the law and the prophets. He said, you got to get your attitude right and your spirit right or you can brag about how holy you are wear your dress down to your ankles you dust the floor with it it's so long you wear your sleeves and i believe all that you wear your sleeves to your to your wrist you keep your hair up and oh get all whatever the holiness standard is around here get it all right but he said if your spirit ain't right it's in vain so get this right he said get this right love the lord your god with all your heart with all your mind with all your soul and then love that individual sitting on the pew beside you there's something about love there's something about that spirit that'll get a hold of you it'll make you go back you won't have trouble with slacks You won't have trouble with splits or or alone, whatever, whatever it is. I'm not here to preach your holiness. You won't have a problem with anything. If he told you not to chew bubble gum, you wouldn't have a problem with it because you love the Lord with all your heart. You love the Lord with all your heart. And he gave you a preacher. And you're saying, preacher, preach to me. I love this. I love this way. So some of you ain't walking in the old paths as you ain't following your preacher. You ain't trying to imitate your preacher. But if you get behind your preacher, you'll find yourself in the old path. You'll find yourself loving to come to church instead of groaning about it. Woo! Uh, sit down. I gotta, I gotta, I'm about halfway there. I need to bring this to a close. My God, going down the interstate today, It just it just seemed to come alive in me. I believe this message. I believe holiness. I believe it as straight as anybody. Well, almost. There's always somebody. There's always somebody that's holier than the rest of us. But it don't matter what we can brag about. It's funny. It's funny. Get together preacher meeting. And then they're talking, comparing. But I like that stupid farm I used to be on. I know none of you are on it. Tell them I said it. Sit around and complain. Hey, I'll preach against this. I'm a whiner. I'm a grape juice guy. I'm no Christmas and I'm Christmas. I get so sick and tired of that junk. I use an iPad and I don't. Bless God, don't be on the internet. It's all something. Somebody's always got something bigger and better than you, got. God. But when the day's over, we're all just sinners saved by grace. And we better get our attitudes right. And we better get our spirits right. We better love this old time way like we love it that's why that my god have mercy that's why they worked all day in the field it wasn't the, our day that's keeping us from doing that they worked all day plow the mule and walk four miles to church and stay till midnight and one o'clock go home get up at daylight and they do it week on oh at a time it wasn't it wasn't because it was an easier day then oh, god. my god if anything it was tougher then i tell you what they had they had that desire they had that love they had that fervency that said I was glad when they said it's time to go to church I love God that's all they talked about I feel like I'm just scattered right now it's all they lived it's all they breed on the way to church they didn't talk about the stock markets and and how their savings was doing it was about God They, they had church on the way to church you ever heard about that they had church on the way They were singing on the way to church. That's what I'm talking about, old-time religion. Instead of fussing with your wife, instead of fussing with the kids, by the time you get to church, my God, everybody needs to pray through. But we have church coming to church. And so we walk in, and we're not slamming the door because we're mad. We're we're rushing in. It's prayer. You mean we only need to be here 30 minutes? Come on, folks. I'm old enough to remember Sunday afternoons, not napping, but staying at the church all day. And walking the aisles and praying, God, give us a move of the Holy Ghost tonight. How long's it been? Huh? How long's it been since you went and got a bite to eat and told the rest of the family you can join me or you can just drop me off? Pick me up for church tonight. What you gonna do? I just wanna I just wanna pray and ask God to give us a move of the Holy Ghost tonight. How long has it been since you felt something tap you on the shoulder and get you out of bed? And you couldn't sleep. And so you got up and went to the living room and said, I want to talk to God a little while. Not not trying to make a big scene. Not trying to pull your robe around you and say, look at what I am. But there's something eating on you. There's something eating at your spirit. I want the old path. Where's the good way? I want something to happen in our church. I want God to touch my pastor. God bless my preacher. God give him a word for Tuesday Wednesday night. Give him a word. Give him a word for Sunday, Lord. Do something in Well, y'all used to getting out at nine, huh? Old oh, pass, old oh, pass. Going back to the law, the New Testament plan of salvation is a fulfillment of the law. Acts two thirty-eight is a fulfillment: death, burial, and resurrection. It is what connects us to the Old Testament believers, the Godhead. Teach it to. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Well, well. A raising generation that, if they're asked, What do you believe? they stammer, they stutter. Hmm. Well, praise the Lord. They can quote sports statistics, they can tell you about the latest novel they've read but they stammer and they stutter to quote one good text about one God the old path he said I want you to stand in the way and see I'm here tonight because I feel like God wants you to see what the old path is Something you need to work on. Something that needs to start getting a hold of your spirit. Because you're not, you're not doing it in this church. They're not doing it in Brookhaven. And as soon as I get home, I'm going to preach this to them. We've got to get back. Instead of praying around this town with your holiness standard. Talk about my church. Instead of walking around like some scribe and Pharisee. Because we're doing it a little bit better than the church across town. Or the other six churches in our little town. Six churches, 10,000 people. Instead of running around Walmart and squaring your shoulders and bragging about your holiness. Why don't we get back to the old path where it ends a good way. Somebody come to music. Why don't we... Do something about getting to the real old path. The one God doctrine. Teach it to them. Pound it in them. You know Deuteronomy 6. Walketh in the way, standeth in the city. Rise and go. One hero the Lord of God. One God, one God, one God. You know why he said that? He said, I don't want you to forget what God's done for you. He said, it's gonna, you're going to serve him if you teach this. They'll serve the Lord. They'll fear him, and they'll serve him. And they won't go after other gods. Do you see that? If you get the doctrine right, no matter what they invent the internet's not our problem. it's our teaching the whole past. we're not in it. We're not driving the point home to our kids. It's not totally their fault. If it was good for them, it's good for us. I hope you know I'm not being critical, but I see us placing so much importance. Pastor Riggins, you know, you know me, you know, I've not been critical of holiness, but I feel it's eating at me tonight. We are so careful to make sure we dress our kids. When's the last time we were as careful to drive the message home? Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. I'm not saying forget all the holiness, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying hand them the electronics and say get after it. But I'm telling you, we've got too much struggling going on. And it's not, another rule is not going to help us. Early this morning, the Lord said, you could get to the old path. It don't matter what comes. The church stand." The churches survive. Teach them. Ten Commandments. The law. Teach them one God. Whom do men say that I am? Ha. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. Thou art Peter. To you hear it? Upon this rock. I'll build my church. We brag about that, but we need to we need to get where we're living this. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Boy, you're sitting looking at me. I hope you're getting this. The gates of hell shall the, the authority of hell. The things hell comes up with, the thing hell attacks the church with, shall not prevail. Shall not prevail against your family. Shall not prevail against your homes. Shall not prevail against you individually. Shall not prevail against the church. But it ain't your standards that's going to repel hell. The devil ain't afraid of our standards. He is afraid of Holiness. Let me condense this. He said, "Be you holy." He didn't say dress it. He didn't say talk it. He didn't even. He said, "Be holy." If you get it right in here, it'll be in a show outside. Get it right in here. You won't have trouble with the internet. I just preached a couple weeks ago in a church in Kansas. And I preached there several years ago. And God revealed a man having pornographic problems. Was there just a few weeks ago preaching again. Same old spirit. Same old struggle. I'm telling you, that don't have to be. Woo, Covenant eyes ain't going to solve that problem. Accountability ain't going to solve. A problem. I'll tell you what to solve it. Get the doctrine in here. Get the love in here. Love it with all your heart. I just want to please God. I just want to be a part of the kingdom. I just want to be saved. Some of you are struggling, and I'm telling you the reason you're struggling. You don't have the right feeling toward God, and you don't have the right feeling toward your man of God. Let's stand somebody in this house better get it right somebody in this house you better get it right you better get your attitude right about this doctrine about the commandments you better get it right about the church you better get it right about your man of god i know i know i've been i've been going a long time the old path is a narrow path instituted by God and his creature. The original paths that the settlers followed west they tell me were the old animal trails. When they would take up in a little party of 3, 4, 5 with their muskets and they would head west, they'd follow the old animal trails. Narrow. If you've seen them, the woods, deer and the elk and the trails, and they would follow that because the trails always led them on a safe route. An animal never travels. The creature God made never travels in an adverse path. They cross creeks and rivers where it's safe to cross. And so there's a path. They, they, you can follow it. And so going west along the path they said that the reason that the the settlers of going west would follow is because there was there was plenty of food there was survival there was protection from the elements all on that old path and then as more and more wanted to go west instead of walking there was wagons and pulling furniture heirlooms they're cutting trees. They got to looking the path goes this way, but it'd be a little easier to go around this way. And they widened it up. After a little time with the railroad and different vehicles, it became wider, and broader. Along the way, they erected hotels and stores and restaurants. But it also attracted taverns, gambling houses, houses of ill repute. I live on Old 51. Old Highway 51 Northeast. Old Highway 51. That was the original highway from South Mississippi to the north in Tennessee. Then as time went on and they needed a better way they moved it over parallel different but they call it Highway 51 that's what the church is on Highway 51 and then years later they put the four lane in Interstate 55 Praise God that is where the church is he said if you're going to enter into it it's a narrow path it's a narrow way it's a difficult path it's not an easy path it's difficult you press into it you squeeze into it but broad is the way that leadeth to destruction many many follow it I'm troubled I'm troubled about this modern church age we are dealing with so many different different things social problems in our world has caused us to adjust a little bit widen the path divorce and remarriage I don't know how you believe, but it doesn't really matter. The church knows how you believe. That's what's right. But because, Pastor, we've been around long enough to hear preachers bless God. Until one of the kids or the grandkids, they widen the path. Well, it's a different day. And their old path becomes relative. I think is old but we got to trace. if we want to be right folks we got to trace it back to this it don't matter what denomination believes what we got to trace it back if Olatha wants revival you got to trace it back to this it's not the opinion of a certain man or a certain denomination it's got to be what the, sa- the Bible still says you know the truth Technology has become quite an issue to have the internet or not to have it. Do we text or not text? It was the old flannel graph. Remember that? The old flannel graph. You don't remember it. Flannel graph. Teaching Sunday school. Flannel graph. Boy, that was it. That's the old path. Till the and then they come out with the old head projector. Bless God, you compromisers. Using that overhead projector. Bless God, we're in the old path. We use flannel graph. A few years go along. Nobody uses flannel graph. But bless God, that overheads the old path. all oh, you PowerPoint people. If God tarries 20 years, that'll be outdated. And we'll be saying, bless God, we're going to stick with the old path. It's PowerPoint. But I know, that ain't your old path. God. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the old path. I don't have time. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this. But I thought I thought about the time in the text. He said they when they laid the foundation of the temple, the young men and they were running and bucking and jumping look at what we have done man this is revival but it says somewhere in the back I heard weeping crying what is the deal if you'd have seen if you'd have seen the temple We saw you wouldn't be as excited as you are today. How do we get how do we get all that together? We get it by getting back to the old paths, the old doctrine, the commandments, the one God message that leads us all the way through from old to New Testament. And all the other things will be added and come in line. God help us tonight. Anybody, anybody understand what I'm preaching tonight to you? Are you hungry? Would would you like to just forget all the preconceived ideas and start afresh tonight and say, God, I want that. I want that old path. I believe something, God wants to do something in this church and begin it tonight. Have somewhat against you have left your first love. There's so many things that tie in this. But you you're smart enough, you've got the message. Would would somebody like to just step out of your pew and come to this altar and say, God, I you and I need to have a little talk. I need I need you to change my concept. The scripture talks about precept upon precept, line upon line. There is the refreshing cause the weary to rest God we got to get the word we got to get back to to the very beginning the old path we got to get back Lord beyond beyond the holiness standard and that being our candy state God we got to get back to the message the doctrine the the commandments, what makes the difference? Our love, our desire, our compassion. Help us, Lord. Come on. We need to learn how to pray afresh and anew. I wish somebody would get such a burden, such a desire, such a hunger that you don't even care who's kneeling next to you or around you, but you'll cry out to the Lord, him, I need your help, God. This is an important matter. My family depends on it, God. My, my own soul, my own destination, my eternal destination, God, depends on this. Let something be burdened in me tonight, afresh and anew. The old paths, God, I'm seeking it. I'm reaching for it. I'm going to study your word more. Oh, Hallelujah. God I'm going to dig more into your word More praying and more fasting Help me Jesus lead me Your your spirit is what puts it from the tables of stone into my heart Lead me God guide me by your spirit Let me be led by your spirit In the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus That's it church cry out Come on, something is going to be burdened in us tonight. God, change us tonight. Stir us tonight, Lord, afresh and anew within us. Praise God. Praise God. God, let us forget about ourselves and our own desires and our own pursuits. Seeking first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. Oh, praise the Lord. Come on, I feel it. I feel it rising within us. God, help us in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us, oh God.
1: I think I have to say after 18 years that I haven't talked to this man, but I can tell you he certainly hit the nail on the head tonight. In fact, so much of what he preached tonight, I, it, it sounded like he was listening to my prayers early this morning. And I know he wasn't listening, but I know who was was listening to the very things that I was praying about today and spoke to this man. God knows that my desire, my desire is to take us back to the old paths, the real old paths, the ancient paths, the original paths. I believe it's the desire of God for us to be there. But somehow we've we've got to make that journey. We've got to put forth the effort. I don't want to become so content with where we are, what we have, that we're unconcerned. From service to service, whether we have a move of God or not, whether anybody prays through or not. I was here. I did my duty. I showed up. But there's so much more to it than that. And I'm telling you, we're missing out on so much that God wants to do in this city. I'm telling you, it it smote my heart tonight, and I know I... See, where I was at was about 15 miles, 20 miles, I guess, from Brookhaven, somewhere that distance. I don't know. Brookhaven was the big city to us. uh, We wanted to go to Walmart. We had to go to Brookhaven. Um, But he talked about a city of 10,000 and six oneness Jesus' name churches in a city of 10,000. We've got a city of 120,000 and we are the only one God Jesus name church. Well, there is a Spanish work as well so there are two of us in a city of 120,000. There's so much more that God wants to do. So much more that God wants to do. But God's not going to force it on We've got to want it. I said it the other night when I was preaching, Elder Verbal Bean made the statement, and I, I said I, I understand what he meant. I, I, I don't often take issue with anything Verbal Bean said, but I think the words that he used don't accurately, accurately convey what he meant, he made the statement that God doesn't care until we care I said I really I think what he really meant by that was God isn't moved until we are moved I believe God cares but I I just don't believe God responds until we care enough to be moved he's waiting on us we're not waiting on him God's waiting on us Thank you, Brother Bowling, for obeying the Holy Ghost tonight. Thank you for delivering more than a sermon, but a true word from the Lord for this church. Now, we, we need to put it into practice. We need to do some things about it. If the Lord nudges you tonight, why don't you slip out of bed and He'll, he'll, he'll make it up to you. You'll, you'll make it through the day tomorrow, I promise. You do what God wants you to do. You'll, you'll, you'll come out all right tomorrow. God will help you. Why don't you come in tomorrow with a real desperation and hunger for God to do something tomorrow night? And, uh, he, he said it. He, he made the statement just 30 minutes before church. I know some of you had to work. I know you had situations you couldn't help. But some of us are really lax about that 30 minutes. Some of us can do better. Some couldn't help it, but some could. And we can do better. We can do better. We really get hungry for the things of God. Really get hungry for the things of God. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for a real old-time move of the Holy Ghost. And I believe God wants to give it to us. God wants to give it to us. Praise God. Well, God bless you tonight. I want you to be sure and greet Brother Bowling. I I uh, would love for his wife to have been able to be here as well. They've got a grandbaby coming. I don't guess it's come yet, huh? Not yet, but I, I'm telling you, it's... Uh, means so much to me that he was willing during this time to come and be here and and possibly miss the birth of that grandchild but we're honored that he's come I want you to be sure and let him know how much you appreciate him being here ministering to this church the way he did tonight and I'm looking forward to tomorrow night and Sunday morning and Sunday night I believe we're gonna hear from God I, I, I really believe God's got his hand on this meeting. I, I know what I felt when, when we were at Heritage this past summer, and I felt so strongly. Uh, I, I don't like waiting to the last minute, but that was nearly a year in advance. I don't generally schedule someone a year in advance, but I just felt so strongly that this was the man that God wanted to come during this time. And uh, I believe it was right. I believe he's here in the will of God. I want you to let him know how much you appreciate him being here. Uh, if you would kind of straighten up things, clean up a little bit around your pew and a few others where nobody's at, and make sure everything's straightened up and looking nice uh, for church tomorrow night as well. And uh, let's be faithful. I know. I know some of you work evenings and you've got Thursday night off, don't have Friday night off. I know. I understand all that. But uh, if you can be here, we want you to be here. And bring somebody with you. Find somebody else to come and hear the word of the Lord tomorrow night. God bless you. Greet one another in the fear of God. You're dismissed.